Welcome to Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. My name is Kat, and I use she, her pronouns. My name is Kingdom, and I use he, him. So, for this third round of the bracket that we are now halfway of the way through, as of this episode... Too far. We're too far. We're making too much progress. I don't know if we're halfway, but we only have like eight episodes left of this round of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're looking at three criteria, which are reflection, arc, and vibes. Reflection is a deeper dive into the symbolism of a stand and how it relates to their user and potentially the stand's reference. Arc refers to the stand story arc or a stand user character arc. And vibes are just, what kind of vibes does the stand put off? And we have spoilers for everything. A lot of them. Yeah. Because Because I specifically will not shut up. Even for other anime and manga. Yeah. Oh, that too, actually. Maybe we should start doing that, too. <laughs> Just don't listen <laughs> don't to Standoff normally, is the takeaway. Norm- other than JoJo's, we're not going to spoil anything that's, like, less than ten years old, probably. True. Maybe. Man, this episode of Standoff, we're talking about Superfly versus Ashtung Baby. And Gold Experience Requiem versus Limp Biscuit. Did you just say Girl Experience Requiem? <laughs> Girl, I don't know, Gold Experience Requiem. That'd be very on-brand for you. Thank you. I can't talk is the secret about me. I can't read, so... Dynamic duo. (laughs) (laughs) I guess let's start with Superfly. Fuck it. Superfly's the beetle that eats people on the plane. Oh, wait, that's Tower of Grey. Superfly is actually a grey tower. (laughs) It's silver. I'm sorry. I'm very distracted by this ad on the JoJo's wiki that's one simple trick to slash your electricity bill by 90% try tonight, and it just looks like a moldy electrical outlet that somebody's pointing at. <laughs> I'm sorry. electricity. That's how you so, slash your bill. Does Superfly have a user? Yes, but we don't know the original user. Right. Superfly's... The user of Superfly is shown in part four is kind of very suited for Superfly, except for the fact that he's trapped in there and he doesn't want to be. There's a decent reflection, like user to stand. Hit me with it because I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the user is like a survivalist weirdo who knows how to like just exist in the wilderness and outside of the confines of society and he's able to like have a decent life inside of Superfly because of all of his survivalist skills. And it kind of facilitates that with how he can manipulate it in certain ways and how he learns how to manipulate it. Whereas other people would just starve. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it fits him very well. And I guess being able to cut yourself off from society, or wanting to, and getting the ability to, is something... There's not a lot. Superfly isn't very deep, surprisingly. Yeah, like, he, like, has survivalist skills. I don't know if he wanted to get away from society, because he does want to escape the tower. But eventually he turns around. He turns around? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh no, it's his stand. I guess. I don't think it's originally his. Here's what his background on the wiki page says. Okay. Three years before the events of Diamond is Unbreakable... Kane Daichi purchases a decommissioned transmission tower from the power company for 100,000 yen and converts it into a self-sufficient house. 
Choosing to live in the tower out of his own introvertedness, he eventually develops a self-inflicting stand named Superfly that forces him to stay there. And then Kira's like, yo, if you can trap someone in here, then I'll give you a good life outside of here. And he's like, okay. So yeah, it reflects him well. It's a stand that developed out of his chosen lifestyle. Damn, I didn't realize it was actually his. And I guess, like, stands are supposed to, like, you're supposed to inherently understand what your stand can do when you have it. So he'd kind of know that somebody else could be trapped in here instead. But my question 100,000 yen is equal to about 950 US dollars. How do you buy an electrical tower for less than a thousand bucks? It's not being used anymore. I want one. That's cool. I don't think you can in real life. I also don't have a thousand dollars in real life, so. Same. Live in a oh, I do. I do. Nice. Thank you. That's about all the money I have to my name. I have six dollars. Are you going to spend it on energy drink? Uh, I don't think you picked up, but yes. I, I heard drink pouring, yes. It was shaking, but that's close oh. enough. Superfly is dumb. Superfly is dumb, but it has a surprisingly good reflection. It has a good arc. Yeah, but... Kind of. The arc is good because Josuke and Okuyasu are, are, are boys. They're bros doing bro stuff. Yeah, they go there, they fight the radio tower, it kicks their asses, Josuke gets trapped in it, they trick the guy to going back inside of it. It's, yeah, overall, it's just, it's just a fun arc. It's a good, fun, quick fight. Like, it's part of the July 17th arc, so it's kind of tied in with a couple other stands. Or is it just before the July 17th arc? It's July 15th. I don't know these things. July but 15th, it, yeah. It is the beginning of the July 15th arc, yes. Yeah. Also, I feel like that's just every part for uh, arc. Oh, it's just short, fun? Short, quick, and fun. And yet you hate part four. Yes. Let's discuss the contradiction. I'm not, I don't enjoy fun, is the thing. <laughs> I like True. Night, I like Nightmare Realm. Fair. That's why it's, you like Chaos so much. Yes! He's my best little frog gremlin guy. But he's just fun. Yeah, but no, he's a nightmare to look at. Oh, true. A Superfly's user just becomes a cool guy after Josuke is like, hey, you could just be a cool guy instead. (laughs) Which is nice. Oh! (laughs) I mean, I can't think about him without thinking of the the part eight version of him. Who is infinitely cooler. Oh, Rai? Yeah, Rai's Rai. pretty cool. Rai's just this guy and Rohan together. You know I'm right. No, you are. I, you're 100% correct. I, that's really all there is to say about Superfly. Does it have vibes? Um, menacing electrical tower. <laughs> it's got SCP vibes, yeah. It, yeah, it's got SCP vibes. It has very specifically part four weirdness vibes, which can be good for some. But not for you. Yeah. Speaking. Oh, that's speaking of part four weirdness vibes. Wait, wait, before you continue, I've made a discovery. Mm-hmm. So the user of Superfly, his name in part four is, is said, I, I might pronounce this wrong. 
Toyohiro Kanadaichi. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's not his real name. No, it's not. So his real name could possibly be Rai Mamazuku. It could be. It's certainly not, but it could be. It probably is. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Speaking of part four weirdness, let's talk about Invisible Baby Stand, Ashtung Baby. Hell yeah. Ashtung Baby is an invisible baby. I don't have anything to say. Reflection? No reflection. It's invisible. If it's invisible, how could you possibly beat it? Unless it makes invisible by making very reflective. Oh, damn. Fuck. Have you considered that? Shizuka Joestar upsets me. She should have been a, a thing. She should have had her own part. Shizuka's- and a fan part, eventually. I don't know. Is that still being made? Shizuka Joestar should have had a B stand. I know. Remember when I made fun of you because you thought? <laughs> remember the fa- remember the bee stand. No. Remember wild honey. What? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no! Yeah, I do remember the the yeah. character I thought was Shizuka, but apparently isn't. No, it is. It was just a fan a stand. stand. Yeah. I like that stand. They gave her a fan stand named Wild Honey. Yeah, it's because you like bee girls. Yes! Shout also, um, quick shout out to Shizuku from Hunter x Hunter, because we need to fill that quota. She has a vacuum cleaner that can suck up anything. That's a pretty good... She uses it to clean up dead bodies. Just like Luigi. Just it's kind of Luigi. Actually, now that you say it, I'll give you a picture. You you guys know the the Phantom Troop, the new Phantom Troop girl, newest in the anime. Um, cat, she's kind of hot though too. Then send me the picture, dude. I don't. I'm. I can't. I'm just looking at that vacuum. Yeah, it's kind of got. She oh, is. Hey, wait. Here you go. He, no, this is, a, this is a wider shot. Sorry, I might have to cut this, but this this might be important for you. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Goals, as the kids say. What'd you um, say? Oh, tight sweaters. Yeah. Tight sweaters. Yeah, yeah. With crosses. Yeah, but spider tattoos. Okay, so here's the deal. She's a good Joe stars a baby. And yes. babies like getting into trouble and not being bothered while they do, and so she turns invisible. I don't think that works. And it's a stress response. You ever get it stressed and just want to be invisible? It does feel that like, oh, an infant cries and is a, is a, is a problem when it's upset, <laughs> so it just becomes even more ba- of a problem. Baby with the stand, what's she gonna do? <laughs> Roll down a hill. <laughs> Going too late. Yeah, I mean... It's a funny arc. I don't remember anything about... Jo- uh, Joseph have to buy diaper. Joseph have to buy diaper. Uh, no, Joseph spend all of Josuke's money on <laughs> mini diaper. <laughs> That's the bit. That's the funny. And uh, yeah, it's just antics. They just have to wrangle an invisible baby for a couple chapters and... 
there is a scene where Joseph is holding Ashton Baby. Ashton Baby disappears, take and also makes Joseph's hands invisible as well. If you remember, one of Joseph's hand hands was already taken off. So is this uh, symbolism for Joseph's past? No, <laughs> I'm fucking trying. This is the one baby Joseph actually has to raise. <laughs> <laughs> It is bad at it. Instead of just running off. Yeah, it's karmic justice for being a bad father. I always forget that Joseph always wears gloves like in part four and stuff because one of his hands is a robot hand. Yeah, nobody can know about the cool speedwagon tech. Does he wear gloves all through part three too? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. For the most part, yeah. Joseph's cool. Joseph's very cool. Um, Joseph gets too much credit. Joseph's a better character. True. There's really not much to say about the reflection or the arc for Ashtrung Baby. Yeah. It's in three chapters. Like, the arc is three chapters long. In an interview, Araki said that the the child and the arc as a whole only exists for Josuke and Joseph to have bonding. Oh, that's sweet. But it's like, alright, you didn't, it's like you didn't try. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, a, it's, it's not good bad, but him saying that is like, yeah, it just kind of did that for that. True, honestly, it looks horrific in the anime. What does? Actrung baby, like oh, when he being invisible on it? with the makeup on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're just trying to be dads. They're just trying to be dads. They're doing a poor job of it. What are and the vibes? It's got scary baby vibes. Scary baby vibes. Invisible. I don't really know how it. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a stand. It feels like a superpower. What's the difference? Hey, hey, hey! What's the difference between White Album and Frozone? You have a point. I sure he, do. He, no, I know he brings a super suit with him. <laughs> he doesn't lose it. So it's a bet. So it's a superpower that's better than Frozone. Yeah, obviously. So some stands be superpowers and are good. Ashtrung baby just bad. Speaking of Incredibles, I was actually going to make a joke about that too. Oh, go for it. Ashton Baby has Jack-Jack Incredibles vibes. True. I've never um, seen Incredibles 2. Is it good? I haven't either. Okay. Imagine if Ashton Baby okay. had had the standability of what the world was originally going to be like Jack-Jack. Just all the stands? Yeah, just all the powers. That would be neat, but would probably make Morion as a town not exist. It would be funny if Baby stopped the world. Stop the time. Baby destroyed the world. But Baby didn't exist when the world existed. What? Yeah. Dio would have died before Ashton Baby was born. The stand. I thought we were talking about the world as the planet. No, I mean, I, I, I don't fucking know at this point. I think Superfly somehow wins... But she's she's a Joe star. She's Uka Joe star. Superfly wins. Did you know the the kanji for Shizuka means quiet? I didn't. It's uh th- this. Yo, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I found another thing. Thanks. I guess I don't want. Fuck. Do you want Ashtrung Baby to win? I think it work. <sighs> Uh, uh, let me look at the criteria. It wins in reflection and arc. 
IMO? I don't know. I think arc is debatable. I think Superfly's arc is a better arc than the Ashtrung Baby arc. I like the Joseph Fine. Josuke bonding, but also, like you said, it could have been done better. Yeah. She's like a Joestar is just so many missed potential things. Is that fan part a thing that's still happening? I, I have no idea. We can look into it after we're done recording standoff. All right. <laughs> Freeze to our second matchup of the episode, which is Gold Experience Requiem versus Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Sorry. Gold Experience Requiem versus Flaccid Pancake. Yeah, Flaccid. That was the joke that I said we were going to make, but we didn't. We did. Oh, you wanted me to make it at the beginning? No, no, I, that I didn't because you told me that I should do it, but we did. But I didn't. I forgot. I forgot too. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> Flaccid Pancake, the best dub name for a stand. Best. Funniest. Okay. Uh, we got some cool experience requiem first, though. Okay, let's talk about it. Tell me about it. Um, reflection. Uh, I mean. There's the whole, I guess, reflection fits more reflecting part five as a whole rather than Giorno. Because it's a foil to King Crimson. Picked up a good note from last episode, yeah. I fully agree. Because uh, King Crimson skips the the means and goes straight to the cause. And Golden Spanish Requiem gets rid of the cause and only has means. Yeah, I think Reflection and Arc are kind of tied in, because Gold Experience Requiem is the only thing that's able to f- roll back King Crimson's time skip. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it during the break, but with his time skip ability, King Crimson and by extension Diavolo kind of feel like, and stop me if this is a stretch, but like an agent of fate as a concept, like... They don't care how you get there. Diavolo is going to make you reach your fate, whether you like it or remember it or not by skipping time. Any chance you could have to act differently and escape fate is taken from you by King Crimson, where Gold Experience rolls that back and allows you to defy the force that's constantly driving you towards your fate and change it. Exactly. I'm not going to stop you because that's like the whole... At least in my perspective, that's like the whole theme of part five. Right. I, I specifically meant what I was saying about King Crimson, because I'd never yeah. really considered it like that before. They're they're much more diametrically opposed and much better uh, protagonist-antagonist forces than Star Platinum in the world. <laughs> I, I agree. They're foils. They're opposite types of stands. <laughs> they're not the same stand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doing okay. I don't like. Anyway, you don't like. Full stop. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that that's good reflection. If we if we stretch it to cover all of part five rather than Jono, I don't know how it would reflect Jono. Jono really doesn't have much character. Right. He's got some, but not a ton. I feel like that's a property of the two Requiem stands that exist, right? They kind of take on a will outside of their users. They're kind of thematically or plot relevant. Kind of like the will of something beyond the story? Oh, you mean like a beyond? (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's... We're not, do- we're not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry what for the we- George. What if we threw a Beyond into the bracket? Where would it, where would it land? It would lose instantly. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Majiro, uh, Majiro Otro dead. No, not dead. dead. <laughs> no, out of the bracket. We would kill him. No, he writes. He sure does. He wrote a character named Neko Neko Nyanya, and I <laughs> love him for that. He also wrote a character named Runbaba12. Daibashiku Curry, yeah. We we know it's good. We're, we're done. Um, let's talk about Ark. Dude named a character Joji. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Or Ark. Ark. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it kind of ties in with reflection, right? It is. It's a great arc at the end of the part. It's natural. It's not the last fight of part five, because there's a more thematically prescient arc that happens as the epilogue. It's a flashback, but it's a really good arc. It's a super cool fight. He shoots a rock and it turns into scorpion in midair. It's weird to me that he still has those powers. It makes sense. It it makes sense, but it kind of just catches me off guard. He still has normal gold experience powers. Because it's not berserk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. His fight against King Crimson is really cool. It looks really good in the anime. He's got cool looking eyes. He's got yeah. He's got real cool looking eyes. He has his own. He doesn't have his own like space space. That was Diabolo space space. Yeah, I don't know. It is satisfying. I guess is the main thing. Like all of part five. King Crimson's like this unstoppable force that's just constantly chugging forward and just doesn't seem like it can be beat or stopped. And then it looks like Jorno's gonna lose, and then Gold Experience Requiem's like, nah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in other in other ways that it could have been done, it would have felt very very much like an ass pull. Where like, oh, suddenly the main character has the strength to beat him. But I think it was uh, like foreshadowed and set appropriately so it doesn't feel like that it feels like a a proper ending like a natural not expected but we had all the pieces to put together especially with uh, Chariot Requiem existing we see not only what the arrow can do but what the arrow does but we start to think about the potentials of what it'll, what, it'll, what it will be able to do, and then it becomes a fight over that. Yeah, and then after, we're shown that gold experience as a normal stand kind of already set the precedent of being able to defy fate. Yeah. When it made Bukarati a zombie instead of just he was dead. Yeah. It, it, I like to compare part five to part three a lot. Um, but okay. that kind of reminds me of when, like, early on in part three uh i think it was with the the fuck's the dude's name the blind guy that's not early that's like the halfway point in duel yeah in duel it's early ish but like with him he would he, like oh I, i'd be able to see you, you before you attack and all that stuff i can sense everything i can dodge it but he gets hit anyway because he didn't see it coming because star platinum probably has some secret power that even jotaro doesn't know about Right. It's like it's like set up like that. It's got some groundwork to work with. And Araki does that a lot. He does um little hints. 
Yeah, little hints, little subtle times when a power is being used, but the audience doesn't know how. I like that. I like that a lot. JoJo's is good, I think. I'm here to say it. Hot take. It's probably not, but you're allowed to have an opinion. Absolutely rancid take. JoJo's is good. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) I still really like... I always thought he shot a laser beam that turned into scorpions, but he do be flicking a pebble. Yeah, he still rocks. It was hard to tell in the manga, and the manga it always looked like a laser beam. It doesn't. True. Um. What kind of vibes? Scary. Yeah, weird bug alien vibes. Um. Oh, I know what vibes. This is very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of. Ah, oh, what's it called? Uh, I, th- I gotta get the right name or I'll look like a fool. Do it then. That's it. Um, end of The Legend of Zelda, the Majora's, Majora's Mask. Uh, when you... When Link... Or, I don't know if it... I've never played... I've never played much of the game. Fierce Deity Link vibes? Yes. Yeah, fierce, fierce Deity Mask vibes. Yeah. We're like, oh, you have to fight this unknowable, powerful entity, so you get this upgrade that makes you fucking... You know? Well, you you only get that if you get all the other masks in the game, I think. Yeah, you don't but always have. Journal 100% in part 5. True. Uh, it do have Fierce Deity vibes, yeah. That's, Fierce Deity Link's so cool. Why does that is. never come up again? Uh, you, you get the mask in Breath of the Wild. I just learned that. Yeah. Oh, here, this is, I like this. I like this JPEG. Hold on. Oh, it's a JPEG. It is. Copy image. Oh. It's Fierce Deity Link, but he's a Goku. But he's Ultra Instinct Deity. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Flasted Pancake. He's got, no, he's got God Key because Deity. Yeah, Super Saiyan, God Super Saiyan. Alright, anyway, yeah. Flaccid Pancake. Um, I tried to find some Limp Biscuit jokes, but I really couldn't find anything new. You found that picture that says I do it all for the cookie, and it's Fred Durst <laughs> holding a big cookie. That's good. Uh, that's it, though. <laughs> that's all I have. Limp Biscuit is a weird zombie, makes weird zombie, invisible zombies. It's Ashton PB Requiem. God. <laughs> kind of. Um, I don't. We don't know anything about Sports Max, so we can't know if there's any reflection. You know, other than his name is fucking Sports Max. That doesn't mean anything. And he killed Ermi's sister or something. A friend sucks. Um. Yeah, he murdered Gloria Costello. Yeah. So. He was the target of Hermes' vengeance. Yeah, he he's the... He is... He's nothing, hi, him, though. No, him... I'm trying to put this together in my head so I can say the words. Him... Sports Max to Hermes is this is to Polnareff to... I don't remember the guy's name. Hanged Man Man. Oh, yeah, uh, Centerfold, Jay Guile. Centerfold, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the same thing going on. 
true. But Paul Nerefs is still more fleshed out somehow. Oh, absolutely. Because Ermes disappears for most of, like, half of part six. Yeah, it sucks. It's weird. I, like, I don't, I never thought about it, like, while reading through it, but it's weird to look back and, like, hey, where was Ermes through, like, all of this? Just hanging out, doing jail Just stuff. Vibe, But, yeah, it's hard to get reflection with that. Because we don't know much about Sportsmax other than he's a murderer. Did, did we talk about how Fred Durst got a Russian passport by writing a letter to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Why? Why do you do that? He wanted to go live in Crimea for a bit. And <laughs> the Ukraine banned Fred Durst from entering their country for five years and made selling Limp Bizkit CDs illegal. Good? True. That's probably the best move they could have made. Wait, he wanted to live in Crimea, so he so he ma- mailed the letter to Putin to get the passport to get a Russian passport. Isn't Crimea in Ukraine? I assume the Russian passport has some like I don't know. I hope not. That if you have like weird. an EU passport, you can go to any EU affiliated country. Just yeah, but I don't think they're friends. Fair. Based on events, I don't think they're friends. Anyway, let's not talk about geopolitical shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how um fucking Limbiscuit has no reflection. Funny chainsaw sounds, man. <laughs> and we move on to Arc, which is Sportsmax gets killed. He dies? Yes. He dies in a pipe and then he makes invisible zombies. Yeah. Under profile for Sportsmax, there is a reason that his race is listed as human, parentheses, formerly, and then currently zombie. <laughs> Thanks. I'm happy for that. Um, yeah. Same with Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this character? No. Sportsmax is more, uh, shit. I can't remember names right now. No, he looks like... Uh, Kira? User. Oh, uh, versus? Donatello versus, yeah. Yeah. He looks like him. Why do they look the same? I don't know. He looks like a fusion of Kira and Fugo, also. Okay, now that I look at Donatello versus and Sportsmax, they do not look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'd you. I'd like to rescind that. Thank they you. I absolutely do not look the same. I had a feeling you were wrong, but I didn't want to correct you. Here's the thing. It's a yeah. funny arc. Is it? It's an invisible crocodile that gets some laughs. Invisible crocodile that walks on walls. The zombies can walk on walls. They're invisible. Yeah. They can be killed a second time. Yeah. They're called wraiths sometimes. Sure. According to the wiki. The wiki calls them a wraith at some point. Yeah, okay. That's a good point that I never thought about. What's the difference between a zombie and just an... What's the difference between an invisible zombie and just a ghost? I don't know. I think they might be ghosts. You can punch these zombies. Can you punch a ghost? No. Google, can you punch a ghost? Let me know. Did you know that Fred Durst is a playable character in the Fight Club video game? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 
Did you know when it came up, the first thing that I fucking... I googled this. The first thing that came up is a post on reddit.com slash r slash ghosts. <laughs> and the post is serious in parentheses. How do I punch a ghost in the face? It's an important question. The body... It, this post was deleted. The body is deleted. The, the account has been deleted. And the top comment, I haven't read this yet, but I will read this for the first time. Okay. Has nine upvotes. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that it's the spirit of the stepfather's dad or any comprehensible form in that matter. We don't know what the fuck these things are. All right. So someone was angry at someone who died and assumed that they were haunting them and wanted to punch them in the face. Sure. The internet's a weird place. The internet is a weird place. And that that's has nothing just to the plot of Biscuits arc. Kind of, yeah. It's invisible zombie fight. It's fun, but it's nothing, and it has invisible zombie vibes. <laughs> it has um, Hollow Man vibes. The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there is a uh, mashup. Okay. Of the song. Um. Interior Crocodile Alligator Hell by yeah. King Chip and the rap from episode two of Zombieland Saga that Triple Q did that's called Interior Zombified Alligator. I, um, I don't know what that is. And that's the kind of vibes that this has. I will believe you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Gold Experience Requiem kicks the shit yeah, out of the biscuit. I wish I had more funny Limp Bizkit Fred Durst jokes, but I know his name's dumb. Durst. It is kind of dumb. Um, hold on. I've got I've got one more Durst fact that I'm going to bring us out on. Okay, cool. And that's it. Gold Experience Requiem beats Limp Bizkit and Superfly beats Ash Tongue Baby. Next week, we're talking about metallica versus the grateful dead and in a silent way versus cheap trick what a weird what a strange this podcast is strange yeah and that's it i oh i'm tired of talking me too i'm gonna crawl in a hole and sleep there for three days i respect that but first can you tell me where you can be found on the internet Twitter.com slash Tachyon Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. Everywhere else, Tachyon Kingdom. If you can't find a Tachyon Kingdom, then I'm not on it. Sorry, Neopets. Never played it. You can find Kingdom on Ship 2 of Fantasy Star Online 2. It's true. I don't like my character's hair. Then change I it. I have to. Go to the salon. It's it. free. You just can't change the color for free. I need to. That's the thing I don't like. Oh. Well, then you'll have to pay for it. Fuck or get a salon free pass. Play the fun scratch ticket. Alright. I'm good at gambling. Where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at aliasparia. That's alias P-A-R-I-A. You can find me in Ship 2 on Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> you can find the show at Standoff Podcast on Twitter. We tweet out pictures of stands and funny JoJo stuff. Sometimes I tweet something I think is funny at 2am and then forget I retweeted it the next morning. Um, yeah, you can find a link to our Discord there. We talk there. We post show stuff. It's a pretty good community. And you can also find a link to our Patreon. On our Patreon for a dollar a month, you can 
Get episodes a couple of days early and get monthly bonus episodes. And for $5 a month, you get monthly chapter recaps of the Joestar's, the Joestar light novels, of the JoJo's light novels. Yeah. Right now we're working our way through George Joestar. And hey, you know what I learned while we were recording? What's that? The Shizuka Joestar uh, part, codename Fading Lights, isn't done, and it's on hold right now. But if that ever finishes, we could always do that in that part too. True. That would be fun. That would be cool. Um, And we keep forgetting to say this. Please, if you like the show, review us on your podcast app of choice. Give us five stars. Say why you like us. It keeps us warm at night. As we move into the winter. Give us the stars that you think we deserve. So five. Yes. Give us the stars that we think we deserve, which is five. <laughs> yes. Our music is Mad Rock A Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. And that's it. That's, that's the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, until next time... Fred Durst was in the U.S. Navy and a tattoo artist before Olympus was formed. He was medically discharged from the Navy after hurting his wrist in a skateboarding accident. Yeah!